As we said, uh, we are talking about cancer and looking at where it fits in uh, in the fourth industrial revolution. Um, on the line, we've got uh, Dr. Palesa Sihajane, who is a research specialist at the Human Science Research Council. Um, uh, doctor, thank you very much for taking the time to chat to us. Uh, good, good evening to you, Lizette, and good evening to your listeners. Thank you. Now, uh, Doctor, uh, if I'm if I'm correct, um, yesterday, yesterday was the was, yeah, yesterday was the twenty fifth of October. <laughs> um, you yes. you you had a workshop um, and you were chatting about medicine in the fourth in, in the era of, fourth, of the fourth industrial revolution and where do we place cancer? Looking at emerging biomedical diagnostic and treatment technologies. Can you give us a little bit of a breakdown of of what exactly was discussed um, at this particular workshop? Okay. Um, uh, yesterday when we were having the dialogue, it was for the first time we had this dialogue of this nature, mm-hmm. particularly because uh, cancer being an NCD and um, it's slow rate for diagnosis, um, it's usually picked up late. And also with the cancer registry, we usually don't get the accurate numbers of how um, cancer is picking, it's rising um, nationally. So yesterday, the dialogue that we were having, we were trying to find out that given that we are now talking the fourth industrial revolution and then cancer as well is about the second or third killer, most common third killer after HIV AIDS and so on. Um, Doctor, sorry, we, we seem to have a, a bad line. It seems to be cutting up. But what I'm going to uh, cutting out, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask my my um, uh, my producer to just give you a call back. Hopefully the, the, the line will be a little bit better. Um, as I said, uh, we are in discussion with Dr. Palacis Khajane, who is a research specialist at the Human Sciences Research Council. Um, they had a, a workshop yesterday where they were ch- chatting about um, cancer and looking at it in, in respect of the fourth industrial revolution. Where does it fit in, especially? Especially exploring emerging biomedical diagnostic and treatment um, technologies. Now, of course, uh, we do remember that just I think uh, what uh, earlier in the month, two scientists um, discover uh, who discovered how to fight cancer using the body's immune system uh, won the 2018 Nobel Prize for Physiology or Medicine. Um, it was the work of Professor James P. Allison from the U.S. and Professor Tsuki Hondo from Japan. Um, they led uh, that led to treatments for advanced uh, deadly skin cancer, so melanoma, um, and they were basically using your own immune system, um, and it was found that experts say that it proved to be strikingly effective um, looking at cancer and looking at the treatment um, thereof. They actually revolutionized cancer treatments, so said the prize-giving Swedish um, uh, Academy. Um, so just looking at where does cancer fit in when we're looking at the fourth industrial revolution, also looking at a substance like graphene, um, we know that a lot of tests have been done in that respect to look at graphene and how um, actually they are their gadgets that can now be used. Uh, graphene's stimulation could is possibly selectively kill off cancer cells. So there's so much happening around the world when it comes to um, when it comes to cancer and the treatment thereof. I think that we've got the doctor back on the line, um, doctor. Uh, you were telling us about um, what was uh, some of the discussions that were being um, that you guys were having um, at this particular workshop. On uh, yesterday. Okay. Yes. Oh, that's um, much you better. Know, yesterday, what we were talking, uh, discussing much, it was in alignment with policy. We had the director general, uh, deputy director general from the Department of Health, and trying to find out where are the bottlenecks in terms of adopting innovation. Mm-hmm. So it seems that there is progress, although it's slow, and also 
And um, as far as the emerging technologies, particularly that fit into the fourth industrial revolution are concerned, um, first of all, they are expensive. Yes. And also they are, they are not done in consensus with um, uh, the Department of National Health. Uh, and, and that becomes a problem, particularly because these technologies are expensive. Mm. At the same time, when a technology is emerging, for example, it will cost more than when it's being used um, regularly. Regularly. Mm. Yes. So now, what also uh, stood out yesterday from the DDG and also from the WHO in their discussions was that the National Cancer Registry, we are not getting sufficient data. And by the time um, somebody is diagnosed with cancer, it's already too late. Yes. And I'm sure um, your colleagues uh, who know Scholar Nicola well, CDG also mentioned that in the discussion with Scholar Nicola and other cancer survivors or victims, what they, would, uh, what they picked up is that the, the national health system is not uh, accommodating of the cancer survivors, particularly because we have not paid sufficient um, attention to cancer, how it affects us socially, what happens in our families, how our families um, are, 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 are perceiving it as a disease. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, most of the time, uh, from the survey that they did, they found out that there's still a stigma to this cancer that is associated with cancer or you're not eating well or you're uh, abusing alcohol or smoking. And then some patients really came out to say, I have not abused liquor, I have not abused um, uh, nicotine. I'm still diagnosed with cancer. So where is the issue? Where is the problem? So now the problem really comes um, where we have to intensify early diagnosis because really, I don't, um, I've not, regularly you would come across somebody having been diagnosed of cancer already, but then you would not come across somebody saying that I would want to go for screening. So we need to really intensify the campaign against um uh, or for cancer screening and uh, trying to get as many people on the screening program so that we can amplify that um, early detection. Do we have the infrastructure and the capabilities um, when it comes to screening? Uh, if we intensify it, do we have the, the, the needed um, you know, places that people can go to? Are the high, are, are, will it be accessible for higher numbers of individuals to make use of? Um, because of cancer, it's not a disease that you pick it up like um, within months or a year. Yeah. You, it, it really takes time, time for you to pick it up. Yes. So we ha- we don't have that. And that's one of the issues that we discussed yesterday, that we have capacity, but it's scattered all over. Okay. We have capacity in the cl- as clinicians, we have researchers, we have those who are developing the technologies, those who are building the system and so on. But we have not really made a significant impact in terms of coming together and making a coherent strategy. So I understand that the minister on Tuesday will announce the cancer strategy or uh, or, or campaign for awareness on Tuesday. So we are looking forward to that because in all honesty, it's really still perceived as something that is quite rare. But as as you see, the numbers are increasing. WHO... Mm-hmm. Um, 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 yesterday they presented the 2018 statistics. I mean, like, when I looked at the 2014 statistics, we were talking something like almost 4,000 cases of just histologically diagnosed cases. Mm-hmm. But yesterday when um, 
Dr. Chirumbo showed the new statistics. We are looking at about twenty thousand per annum of wow. cases. Wow, that's a five. That's five times. Well, you, yes. you, five times the amount. Wow, yes. that, that's a huge increase. Um, a doctor, a very we've, huge increase. Mm. We've, we've got to go to a break, but when we come back from the, gra- from the break, I'd, I'd like to discuss the fact that, you know, looking at what we have at the moment, um, looking at things like chemotherapy, looking at um, um, screening centers for, um, you know, mammograms, uh, all those, those sort of screening centers, a lot of, we have really have a lot of issues that we, we're not able um, to, to, you know, give the needed help to people who are diagnosed with cancer. So uh, is it just a pipe dream to look at, you know, newer technologies? I want to chat to you about that just after the break, please. We saved 22% on the cost of this radio ad by recording it on a cell phone with no music, no sound effects, no producer, no fuss. You could also save up to 22% on your life insurance premiums by going direct to One Life. No paperwork, no medicals, and no increase in your premiums for 24 months. Plus, if you get an obligation-free quote now before the 9th of December 2018, you stand a chance to win your share of 100,000 Rand. SMS LIFE to 44143. One Life. Changing lives. SMS rates and T's and C's apply. One Life is a trusted, authorized FSP. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 106.2 FM in Tohoyando. Just about nine minutes left until 9pm. We are in conversation with Dr. Palesi Sekhajane, who is a researcher at the Human Science Research Council, chatting about um, cancer and looking at the fourth industrial revolution, uh, looking at exploring emerging biomedical diagnostic and treatment technologies. Before we went to the break, I asked the, doc- uh, the doctor, looking at where we're standing currently and um, the the, the, the challenges we're already facing with what we do have, is it just, um, is it a pipe dream um, for us to be thinking, you know, about newer um, treatments, looking at technology and looking at the fourth industrial revolution? Is it a pipe dream, doctor? Well, one can say it's a pipe dream now, but it's definitely not a pipe dream in about a decade or so coming. Because what we identified was that there was no regulation in terms of police application. Okay. What I mean by that is that um, when you, for example, have a big farm, uh, company, from a company that is coming with a particular technology and then they're running the clinical trials in the country, automatically they hold a percentage, a, a particular percentage of power, power. Mm-hmm. in using that uh, treatment. Now, taking a step back in terms of the capacity we are producing in the country, the technologies that are already being tested in the country, we don't have the capacity to run the clinical trials most okay. of the time. So that requires an, uh, a collaborative effort, mm-hmm. which is one thing that we discussed yesterday, and then we are looking forward to having the memorandum of understanding with particular pharmaceutical companies that can help us build that capacity and try out um, certain technologies that we explore in our laboratories. Um, secondly, it's not necessarily a pipe dream in a sense that um, cancer is really on the rise. Yes. And if it's on the rise, we cannot keep on throwing money at research and development, and we do not take this research and development for implementation. implementation. Mm-hmm. So at some point, it will go for implementation. It just needs a vigorous um, dialogue like we started yesterday. It just needs us to really convince uh, multi-stakeholders, uh, multiple stakeholders in this sector to say, how can we come up with a model that is financially viable, 
because currently there is exploitation in terms of treating cancer. Mm. People who are on medical aid that are going um, that are undergoing uh, cancer treatment, they usually run out of funds, funds and they have yes. to wait for another financial cycle so mm-hmm. that they can go for another treatment. And by the time, probably when the, uh, the cancer has been cured, they are already gone. They have yeah. passed away. So that is an issue currently that even in the public sector, the health system itself, it's not efficient in terms of accessing the technology like CT scans or the PET scans for diagnosis. So now we need to really get on the diagnosis level. How can we diagnose at a faster rate before we can try to treat? Because most of the time, if you are diagnosed with a stage four of cancer, that's at, at that point in time, most, most doctors uh, are, are, are not willing to treat. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm, I, I realized that some of the technologies, of, of which also I, 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 I trained with when I was doing my, my doctorate, when you are using some immunobased or some light or photodynamic-based therapy, yes. those uh, treatments, they are able to um, uh, treat cancer at stage four. So now we need to convince the public uh, sector that, or the government, that we have the technologies that we have trialed at the basic level. Now we need to take them to the for clinical trials. So we need money for that. Oof. That's an issue. That's an issue. But then I think, really, if we if we come together and as private and as as, as public and as as um, uh, researchers. We should be able to force a, a policy that can enable this clinical trials to happen in the country. And also, I want to just uh, tap into the the BRICS summit. I mean, like in the BRICS summit, that uh, South Africa was given a go ahead for hosting the vaccination plant. Yes. At the SONA, the president also talked about the importance to have pharmaceutical companies that are built um, in the country. In the country, yes. Yes, so I think that's where we can start, really. Okay. We can really start there and infuse the capacity that we are producing into uh, the training and, and that they can feed into developing these technologies and develop models of testing and uptake for the new technologies. Doctor, from the findings, uh, where to from here, from <clears throat> yesterday's findings? From the finance perspective? No, from, uh, from the discussions and the findings that you made yesterday, uh, what are the next steps? Um, the next step, uh, we have to see the, uh, the campaign that the minister is going to the, the campaign that the minister is going to release on Tuesday or Wednesday, and then um, also comment on that. Okay. What the participants really want to see is that we've had these discussions. Well, I may mean, have not been through the previous discussions. And perhaps they have not been focusing on the fourth industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. They were focusing mostly on how cancer patients or survivors are being treated, but then they would really like to see a coherent strategy that is inclusive, that can speak to addressing this as a national uh, a tragedy. Because I really liked how the DPG said it yesterday, that um, it's not about cancer, it's coming. We are already experiencing Definitely. challenges with this. It's here. And so how do we respond and there's, there's so many people that are being affected by it. If, if they want to get involved, if, if they want to have their voice heard, um, looking at some of the challenges they face, where would they be able to do that, Doc? 
are there are there systems that provide for that? Well, I think I think in due time okay. we have really not paid attention to this. That we must acknowledge. Mm. So it's not going to happen next year or two years or five years. And maybe after five years we will begin to see something. But I think really, if if we can see that strategy that the minister is going to announce, because I understand that um, they are moving away from pap smear and doing some liquid based cytology, okay. which is rapid. Yes. And uh, of course, now you need those rapid tests. Although rapid tests, most of the time, they are not so accurate. But at least a rapid test is able to give you an indication to proceed to the next step where step. you can mm-hmm. confirm a case clinically. Uh, and so when, I think, uh-huh. when is um, the minister going to, to going to um, release this, the, the plan? Uh, we, we were told that it's about Tuesday. So on Tuesday, we are looking forward to that announcement. Fantastic. So it's something that is already in the, in, in the pipeline. It's something that's being worked on. Yes, and also the thing is um, there are policies that are being developed around this because as a researcher, initially I thought um, I just know about the cancer registry, I just know about the treatment protocol, yes. but I don't know about the strategy. And, I don't, I, and also myself, I was not confident enough on the national health system in terms of can I just walk in and ask for screening. Yeah. So now we, we look forward to hearing that. They, they said that they have developed some policies around that we also look forward to seeing those policies being publicized because I don't think they, perhaps they are on their website, but then they have not been publicized. They've definitely and not been publicized. Yeah. Yes, and our role as the Human Sciences Research Council, we come in there where we really want to communicate and disseminate information about this and understand how pressing this is as far as the, uh, the, the population health is concerned. Doctor, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate your time. Um, having lost my sister to cancer last year, this is definitely something that is, you know, close. To, it hits home, and right. I, I really Sorry. do hope. I really hope that you know that, like you said, um, steps are made in the right direction, and then on Tuesday, waiting um, with bated breath to see what comes out. Thank you so much, Doctor. Yes. Really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. You too, Doctor. That's uh, Dr. Palesa Sekhajane, who is a research specialist at the Human Sciences Research Council, chatting to us about where does cancer actually fit in looking at the fourth industrial revolution, exploring emerging biomedical diagnostic and treatment technologies.